everybody, welcome to This Board Game Life, episode number 61, titled Year One. This is a show about gaming, tabletop gaming, board gaming, card gaming, any kind of gaming, I guess. Uh, I am one of your fine hosts for today. My name is Rob, and with me, as always, I got my bestest bud, Mark. Hey, Rob, how's it going? How you doing on this fine November day? It's, you, you know, talking to you at the end of this day is like the best thing ever. <laughs> it's like the dessert of the day. Nice. Of course, right? <laughs> I am sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I don't know if you're better than Costco pumpkin pie. Um, depends. It depends. Do you put that, that, do you put cool whip on it or do you put that whip topping that's in the compressed air can on your top of your pie? Oh, you mean actual whipped cream? (laughs) Do you put whipped cream on it or do you put cool whip on it? Uh, I do both. Um, okay. But if you could only have one, which would you pick? Oh, that's a tough one. No, it's not. (laughs) there's only (laughs) one answer for you apparently um so for quite a while i've been doing cool whip and then recently we're like hey we need a change so we've had a can for like uh for this season the the whipped cream can i'm sorry cool whip is the only answer it's the only correct answer i i'll eat that stuff right out of the tub man (laughs) i don't even need pie (laughs) i i have done that (laughs) I have absolutely I've, done that. Like one, one spoon of it, especially if it's like frozen, uh-huh. and you keep it in the freezer. It's like ice cream almost. Oh, I should try that. That I haven't tried. It's like a really smooth ice cream. Mm, I love Cool Whip, but uh, yeah, the whipped cream um, canisters. Some are better than others as well. So, the Land of Lakes one is really good. As oh, as yeah. well as the I like the Kirkland one too. the The one thing though is sometimes you get like sweet overload, if if you know what I mean. I don't know if it's richness or something like that. Yeah. And having the whipped cream, uh, when it's not overly sweet, kind of like helps balance it out. But if it's super sweet and it goes on top of something that's sweet, but yeah, it's it's too much. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, let's get rolling. Uh, let's what it. have what have you been? Uh, actually, I'll, I'll start real quick because my list is rather short with the busy time that we've been having last uh, couple of days and stuff. Um, only thing that I got to the table actually was old school Dominion. Oh yeah, got a few games in. And one thing that I was thinking about was, I think I mentioned this a couple of shows back, where when this is the, I think that was the one that we had talked about, where, you know, are expansions like worth it? Are they good? How do they change the gameplay and stuff? And I have pretty much all of the expansions that were released like in the first 10 years probably first eight to ten years of dominion which is a bunch and like what seaside and hinterlands and there's one i think it started with a c i mean there's probably like six seven eight of them at least because they were coming out at a steady pace 
for a while there. And um, the thing about Dominion is that you can mix and match as much as you can. The only thing is, and I think I'd mentioned this in the show uh, where we talked about this previously, is that it can sometimes detract because certain cards work with each other if that makes sense you know they they play off of each other and when you totally mix everything up you know you can get like you know like one or two cards from this expansion one from the base game you know one from here one from that and now you have nothing that really works well with each other uh, you know, it doesn't mean that it's a bad game. Right. It's it's just you're not taking advantage of the benefits or the interactions of the cards. So uh, when when I played it, it was just old school. Uh, it was the OG Dominion. Purposely did not use any expansions, and it was good. It was good. It's it's one of those things of I haven't played Dominion, man, in in like forever. And, you know, I'd always thought of like, man, you know, this, this thing is just taking up too much space. It's heavy because I've got everything in this Hobby Lobby uh, wooden artist case um, that a lot of people get for Dominion. To hold all the different stuff. Yeah. 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 When, when you come over, I'll, I'll have to show it to you. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's like tw- it feels like it's twenty pounds. Oh, <laughs> 20, I believe it. Twenty pounds is stuff. It's like so many cards, but uh, but it it was good to play the OG Dominion, and it was one of those things of, you know, this was fun. I I I really like this game, and you know, it's like why haven't why haven't I played it? You know, more in the last few years. But uh, yeah, and there's a um, um, a new expansion that came out sometime this year. I forgot what it's called, and uh, I think they plunder maybe plunder. Well, it came out 2022. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. And then there was like version 2.0 of a bunch of them as well of the uh, releases, Um, and you know, I'm like, no. No, I'm done. I'm done. Because at this point, so at this point, I have everything sleeved. And that's a lot of sleeves. And I use the, fan. I don't even know if they're still around anymore. Fantasy Flight used to have these really nice premium sleeves because they were like garbagey sleeves. A lot of them were uh-huh. like not very good. And there was one, in partic- one company in particular that had these sleeves that were like, you know, like every sleeve had some kind of deformity to it and, you know, weird cuts, not weird cuts, but, you know, not the quality control wasn't there. Let me just say that. Okay. And so I went with the uh, more expensive, air quote, expensive sleeves from Fantasy Flight. And it's like, at this point, there's no way in heck I'm taking all the sleeves off the cards. <laughs> there's just too many of them. And it's like, I don't even know if I can get more. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. So, but then again, yeah. I I think I'm I'm done expanding Dominion, no matter how good the new expansions are. <laughs> Meanwhile, as I say that, probably 
next week I'll be like, hey, guess what I got? The new expansion of Minion. Yeah, yeah, you'll be in the store and it'll be like, it'll be like, buy me, it'll buy scream, me. It'll be screaming at me. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's about it. Dominion, uh, solid game. Um, I think, man, I think it won Spiel des Jahres. Uh, I don't know, about 12 years ago, something like that. And and Dominion was actually when I got back into the hobby, it had just come out and I was talking to the guy at the game store and he's like, Yeah, this is game Dominion, it's really like popular. And then we got this other one called Catan. <laughs> so I actually I, I picked them both I picked them both up and uh the rest is all history. Nice. But anyway, that that's it for me. How about you? Oh, I haven't played anything. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, you got some good stuff on here. I yes, I do. And some so, eh, stuff too. <clears throat> oh, don't give me the eh. Actually, I want to know what your eh is. But anyways, um Raiders of the North Sea. Got to play um that again. Uh it's uh kind of a I don't know if it's a favorite. I think it's would say it's a favorite of the Monday night group. Oh, wow. Um, There's a difference between, well, my Monday night group, I I don't think I'm going to be going anymore. Um, I've just been playing, like, I know this is a terrible thing, but I've been playing too much. And it's like, I need to spend more time at home with my son, my my youngest son who's still home. <clears throat> Granted, he's a teenager and he's like probably happy that dad's gone and he can do what he wants. But, um, so I, I'm going to probably limit my Mondays, maybe at least cut it down. But, uh, cause my Wednesday groups every week, my Mondays every week, my Saturdays every week, it's like three, three nights a week. I'm playing board games. It's just like, all right, I got, it sounds I got amazing. A, it is. It's, it's, I, I've been blessed, been able to do that because not everyone can, but, um, so, but anyways, it of that Monday night group, it is a you know, kind of a favorite. I'm not really a fan of it. It's um because there's so many of those. There's so much of it going Raiders on. Of, yeah. yeah. And it's just it it it's like there's it's one of those games that now maybe I think I I would just need to play it more to really kind of understand there's just a lot of mechanics there's a lot of moving parts there's a lot of things going on sure and um which at this point in my gaming career um is still a lot it's still a challenge to kind of figure out of what to do and so I, I still feel a little lost in it but i've only played it twice um it's not that i don't like it it's just it's definitely not like a favorite of mine, but there's a couple that we play um, that I'm kind of like that. Power okay. Grid's another one. It's like the guy that runs the, the game that night. Um, that those are those are games he brings. He really likes those heavier games, and I'm really not into the real heavy games. I think that's something I've learned. Um, I'll talk maybe talk about that a little bit later. But um, it's not a bad game. It's interesting, but there's just a lot to it. So yeah. Um, did get to play an ab- and that's an old one in in the series. That's like I was just looking it up. That's the second one in the series of games that uh, 
what Shem Phillips, yeah, Shem Phillips did because yeah. he did shipwrights of the North Sea, then raiders, then explorers, then he went to Ar- West Kingdom, so architects, paladins, uh, vis- viscounts, viscounts. Then Wayfarers of South Tigris, Scholars of South Tigris, and there's a couple more that are coming out. Yeah. Oh, there's a redo. Shipwrights of the North Sea Redux. Coming out next year. It's it's not a bad game. I I definitely don't want to say that. Yeah. I said it's just there's a lot going on. Yeah. For for someone of my experience. It's um but I, I enjoy still playing. Um, I don't mind playing it. And uh, it, it's the more I play, the better I'll understand. Um, so I'm sure we'll be playing this again in the future. I uh, got to play some more Abduction. That's the game I was talking about last time with the oh, little yeah, yeah. ducks. The ducks. So um, did play some more of that. Um, dice cards. <laughs> So my senior citizen mother kicks my butt at this game. I've yet to beat her. We've played this several <laughs> times. I, and it's just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> of course, she loves it because I'm the gamer and she she beats me every time. So it's her now her favorite game. And I'm like, yeah, no wonder. So I told her we're not playing it anymore. <laughs> um, it's a really good game. Really enjoy it. Um, I also got to play a new one, um, Dune Imperium. So this was one oh, that yeah. I have not had not played before. And yeah, we saw this I, one at Gen Con. We walked by it a whole bunch of times. Yeah. And um, so my Saturday gaming group um, where we meet, uh, the lady has this one. So I was like, yeah, let's if you want to teach it. And um, that was a good game. I liked it. Um, oh, I think there's a some good complexity to it. Doesn't feel doesn't quite feel as complex as like Raiders of the North, even though on BGG Raiders of the North is it's weighted as easier than Dune Imperium, <clears throat> and I'm not really sure why, but I felt like. I was grasping dude. It took me a lot. It took me a while, but by the end of the game, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting this. And, um, I don't remember how I did in the game. I don't think I did terrible. I have to go back to my, my stats and take a look, but, um, it, it was, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, the, the lady that owned it, I only, I scored one point lower than her. I mean, I lost, but uh, I was last place, but the person teaching only had one point more than I did. So mm-hmm. I feel that's not bad for the <laughs> first time out. <clears throat> so um, interesting game. Uh, again, enjoyed it. Uh, played the quest for El Dorado. Um, okay. It's interesting. I should probably talk about this later. Yeah, I'll talk about that one later. Yeah, because you played that one before a bunch of times. Yes. Um, let me add this as a note because this will be another good good item um got to play that again i got to play a game that is 
um, called Crokinole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I guess it's like Canadian shuffleboard, but it's like this round, this kind of. very large round, high quality wooden board that has yeah. these like rubber bumpers around the center. And you have these like pucks. They're kind of like about the size of probably like a checker. Um, and you basically are. You have uh, on your end of the board, you have an area that you can basically flick the the little puck or whatever. And you so whoever goes first, you have to get it into the middle. If it doesn't go in the middle, then it comes off the board. And it's not that easy to get it into the middle because, like I said, it's surrounded by these little rubber bumpers all the way around. And, man, you hit that. It's like zing it goes flying off the board and oh yeah and um so the first person if you can get it in there then the next person after that then you have to hit an opponent's little chip or puck or whatever uh otherwise you lose your yours comes off the board if you don't hit an opponent and it just goes back and forth like that and this thing's really really fun um, really enjoyed it. And of course my gaming group's been teasing me cause like a quality board like this, you're going to spend just for the board, probably three to $500 yeah. to get a good one. Um, and then you still got to buy all the other, you know, the, the stuff to go with it. But, um, and you also have to buy a place to store it. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Another house. <laughs> she, she has hers hanging on a wall. Yeah. Like, she asked if we wanted to play and, and I was like, sure. And we, and it, it was a lot of fun, man. I had a lot of fun with this game. It, it, and my kids would love it, but it's like one of those things. It's like way too pricey. Um, I have yeah. no place to store it, but it's, it's, and I would not want to buy a cheap one. I, I, I was just going to say, yeah. Cause there's, so there's like, I'll call them artisans or woodcrafters that like make really beautiful boards like amazing Uh boards and then there's the ones that you can get cheap from like china yeah no i wouldn't and wouldn't get that yeah they're not the same let's see her board i took a picture of it and the name she bought hers from tracy boards okay um and she was and and it was neat because like there's even like a wooden scoring thing that you put these pucks in as you score your points. So it's like, it's like a wooden board. That's a scorekeeper. It's just yeah. really nice. Um, and, and I, I know, I know so there, this exists, which is actually kind of cool too, is uh, there's some companies that make a clock. I'll call it add on air quote add on. So you, um, actually like somehow insert like a clock face into that center board so when you hang it on the wall it's actually it's like a crokinole clock that's that's kind of cool yeah yeah well now that changes things now i might have to go looking (laughs) for that now i can say i just bought a i bought something to hang up in the house (laughs) it's the game clock (laughs) that is that's a cool idea Yeah. yeah so really neat game um I I know we'll be playing this again. And um 
I, I did really enjoy it. Um, also got to play uh, Everdell, which I will talk about again uh, some more later. Um, Dorf Romantic, we've moved further into that campaign. Everyone's really enjoying that. Um, I think I mentioned last time we got a guy on our team that or in our game group on Wednesdays that doesn't like co-op games. And he asked to, for me to bring this back because he really likes it. Nice. I got to play uh, Camel Up. I had heard about this one. Yeah. And I there was a group playing that I got to, to join the other day. Um, and they were getting ready to start this. So I did play that one. That's a... Uh, I, I liked it. It's very different than anything I've ever played before. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's um, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, that um, actually won the Spiel des Jahres in uh, 2014. Oh yeah, yeah. I I thought it was a very fun little game. Um, I enjoyed that. With and the uh stacking I, camels. Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> played more Seven Wonders Architects. Um, I got a Kickstarter in called Hot Potatoes, and uh this was one that was way past due. Um, it finally arrived, and I will say it was one of those that I I was like, okay, I'm gonna regret this. You know, not there's some stuff now. Huh, something I can probably talk about later too. Um uh, is that I was concerned about this one if well I'll explain later, but <coughs> excuse me. Um hot potatoes. It's a so I got it the Kickstarter and it's actually pretty fun. It's a little card game, kind of like a party style card game where you're getting um you're drawing cards. So there's two different types of cards. There's like action cards and potato cards. So the action cards at the start of your, I think you got, you start out with like two of each card in your hands. You have four cards and on your turn, you draw one from each pile an action and a potato card. Essentially you are trying to get as many high scoring potato cards as you can. A potato basically is just worth a number. And the action cards allow you to basically take cards from other people or, you know, alter the game or do different things, you know, take actions, um, trying to either help yourself or hose other players. And then there's one that's called a potato party. So when you play that card, then that's when you all players will it's like a mini game now inside of it. So it's like now all players will start this mini game and you're trying to have the most potato points, the highest number of potatoes, right? And if you do, you win a token. You win this little token. And the the winner, whoever gets to five tokens first wins the game. So and it's it's kind of funny. The cards are kind of funny, just the, the some of the things that they say on them and do and uh it's a cute little party game. Uh, uh kind of kind of reminds me of I would say it's kind of along the lines of like maybe exploding kittens, something along that, that, that type of game, you know, yeah. that type of that style or just the light you know, the, party. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. So, <clears throat> but I was kind of concerned 
that because when I well, I'll, I'll go into that later. But anyways, um, turned out to be better than I expected. So I'm kind of happy. I will say that the Kickstarter included an expansion and a bunch of sleeves. And so I decided to go ahead and sleeve them. And before we played the first game, one of the just trying to shuffle the cards and the sleeves split wide open. I was like, yeah, these are chintzy. So yeah. I, I, by the end of the game, we unsleeved them all. <laughs> oh, okay. And through the You didn't have extras? Away. No, they gave you exactly no. what you needed. So that's kind of dumb. Um, yeah. And I'm still still out on sleeving because I, the bad, what I, I like sleeving because it, you, it does help protect your cards. It helps people from bending them. I feel like, you know, your cards don't necessarily get bent as people just love to bend cards for some reason. But um, then again, like trying to shuffle them or store them, it's just like you shipped this game and the, the cards fit. Like they did make the the little container to hold everything. The sleeves fit, but that's like you couldn't get them out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you jam like, them in. You couldn't, you couldn't have given me a, like another centimeter of space on the sides just so I could put my finger in, you know, yeah. and or give a little room so they could just kind of slide out. But it was like a perfect fit so that they were snug and didn't move. So it was kind of a pain to get them out. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, with some of those, I'll call them quality sleeves that are like really thick versus like the yeah. cellophane ones. Like the thick ones, they'll easily double the thickness yeah. of each card. So, you know, your stack that might have been, let's say, three quarters of an inch of, you know, sleeveless cards is now an inch and a half. Yeah, this Deep. these were pretty thin, which yeah. like one split so easily. But yeah, so but it's like, nah, I'm not really worried about this. Like my dice thrones, they're all sleeved. Those those are going to stay sleeved. It's just yeah. like they are a quality they're special. They have each character on the back. I mean, they are just nice. But uh, this one was like, I don't need these. So um, also played another game. Uh, I think this one's by the people that made uh, Exploding Kittens. My son a year ago for Christmas bought me Poetry for Neanderthals. And we've never played it <laughs> until the other day on, on Thanksgiving, actually. And he was like, we, should, we need to play this. <clears throat> and I'll tell you what, it was fun. I When he got it and he was like talking about, yeah, you get to hit people with a club. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, I'm just like, this is going to be stupid. Well, we decided to play it. And I'll tell you what, man, it was fun. It was funny. You you get a word. So we only had three people, so we didn't do teams, but you could still do individuals. There is a three player way to play. And um, so like I would read the card to like my mother and my son would have the club. So he would club me if I said, so there's like, say there's a word like potato and I'm trying to get my mother to say potato. And, but I can't use any, any words that are more than a, a single syllable. So that's where you come in and you kind of sound like a Neanderthal. Cause you're like me eat food from ground you know, and if I say, you know, so you're, you're you, and you are, you're talking because you're trying to think of like, what can I say that's only a single syllable? So you end up talking like that, like, like you're a Neanderthal. And then if you say anything that's more than one syllable, you get bopped and then you lose a point. But so does the person trying to guess the word. 
Okay. So you really, you know, the, the person reading the word and the person guessing really want to try to work together the best they can because they're going to score the same amount of points or lose points where the person that's clubbing you is out this round. But then when they come around next time, they're going to be scoring points. And it was just interesting how it worked, but it, we had a lot of fun with it. it. It turned out to be pretty funny. And then if you got potatoes, you get like, so she had guessed potatoes and we could put the card down and get one point, or we could try to get the second word on the card, which will be like, it will, maybe the word would be potato pancakes. Okay. So potato, the original word is in the second word, but now I got to get them to say the other word, like, and get potato pancakes, so to say, yeah. or it could be hot potato or something like that. It It's just, you, the first word's going to be in the second one, but now you're going to have two words. So now you're like, and, and you're still on a timer. The game's all on a timer. But if you can get the second one, you get three points. So then it's like, do you just try to get a bunch of the first ones <clears throat> to accumulate points or, you know, and we actually went for the three, which, because if you already have half the word, it actually, I thought was easier. Um, you're just trying to get something else and they know that the first word's in there. So um, pretty fun game. Had a good time with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, it's one I actually would recommend if, especially if you got kids, cause they're going to love bopping you over the head with this, this like blow up Revenge. club. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I also had to play another new game for me this week, uh, called Sagani and this, I really did enjoy this. Um, this is a Uwe Rosenberg game. So, and uh, I recognize that name. Um, I have nice. Patchwork, uh, which is one of his games. So, and I know this is like a real popular game designer. So, but I really dug this game. So this one, it's you got these tiles that you are selecting and placing out in front of you, and they represent they represent like earth, water, air, and fire. And each one will have like some will have like a little arrow pointing of and they're different colored. They're blue, green, orange and white. And they'll have like a little colored arrow on them, which means so you might put a white tile down, but it may have like. Um, and it, so say it's like worth 10 points, but on the on the other side of it. So one side has the points that it's worth. The other side has like these arrows and it. So it might have like four arrows on it, um, all pointing in different directions. And they can point like horizontally, vertically, or diagonally. And then what it does is you put the tile down somewhere. And then the next time you draw a tile, you're trying to put like matching the color in line with that, like in front of that little pointer that's on the previous tile and it, it builds out and you're, you're trying to figure out how to rotate your tiles, which tile to grab, trying to max points. But the more the points are, the more, more arrows that are on the tile that you have to try to match. Um, it's really, really a good game. Really funny, very easy to learn, but not necessarily, I would say this is a medium weight because it's easy to learn, but I think it, it's not easy to master. It's not, you know, and every time you play, it's going to be different. Um, you will never have the same game twice. Um, it's, it's really neat. I really enjoyed this. 
Um, it's not a long game either. Um, I think we played probably 30 minutes. It says 30 to 60 minutes. I I would say, yeah, yeah. I, I think probably closer to the lower end with three people. Um, you can play to four. <clears throat> so that probably, yeah, if you had four, maybe you'd get closer to the hour. But really fun game. Really like this. In fact, I've actually, because um, Christmas is uh, less than a month away, I've told my youngest son, I said, here's a game you can get me for Christmas. <laughs> nice. I've, I've requested this one to be, to get this one for Christmas. So hopefully it shows up. Um, if not, I might be going day after Christmas, going to Barnes and Noble for their buy one, get one 50% off. Might be heading up there to see if they've got it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm heading up there anyways. So no matter what, I was, was going to say at this point, you probably have everything that they have in there. So um, no, because my Barnes and Noble has a ton of games, man. Oh, nice. They have a very large game section. So, um, so the, the problem will be, okay, I've heard this, but I've never played it. Am I going to play, you know, it'll be one of those like last year where I buy like 20 games or something and I still haven't played them a year later, but yeah, um, that's one I definitely want in my collection. Really liked the game Sagani. And then you, last, so you sent me a, a a message asking me about that game, and I'm like, that game sounds familiar, and I actually have it. Ah. <laughs> so uh, last year I backed uh, Pergamon, um, which is a, a game that I really like. Uh, I have the original, then they came out the second edition, and I got suckered into the second edition. Uh-huh. But they had it as a triple. So you could get Pergamon, and then you can add on Armonia and the uh, Sagani on there, and that's and I wound up taking all three. So, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Eagle Games, Eagle Griffin, they got me. They suckered me in. Um, yeah, I I have played the Pergamon <laughs> second edition, but I haven't played either of the other two. So uh, now with the the good review that you did of it. I'll have to check it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Do it. Give it a shot. Let me know what you think. I mean, the weight on it's a one nine. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's easy. It's a light. I, I, I would consider it like a medium weight. Cause again, it's, it's easy to learn, but it, it, you're really, you're really thinking. Cause when you're putting stuff down, you're trying to figure out multiple ways of, okay, if I put this here, I'll get that. But am I going to block something else or cause a problem somewhere? You know, how, you know, how's this going to fit later? And it's, yeah, it's really fun. Right. So you got to try that one and let me know what you think. Okay. So, and then of course I finished, uh, got to play several games of Dice Throne from the season one battle box. So, um, and I got to share a story on this one. <clears throat> so, I got, I love Dice Throne. I, I, you know, I don't know why I haven't played more of it, because um, it's, it's such a favorite. I guess I just got so many games, but I'm like, I want to play more of this. I want to play this, and I actually forced myself to play some different characters. I'm like, I'm now on a on a mission. I'm going to play as every character that I have, and I've kind of shied away. And it, I could, okay, this will just lead me into our topic. But uh, so I got two things I wanted to say about this. But before okay. I go into different characters, I'm going to say I was playing as the paladin 
and my son, he plays the barbarian all the time. Oh, yeah. And the barbarian is like a complexity of one. I think they scale them one to 10, I believe. And um, maybe it's one to five. I can't remember. But um, I just looked at it the other day. But anyways, it's like the lowest. It's very easy to learn, very easy to play. And and he plays that. Plus, it's nice because it can heal. Uh, you can, instead of attacking, you can throw dice to try to heal yourself. So he, he really likes that. And we played, so the first game we played, I played as the Shadow Thief, and he played Barbarian. I ended up beating him pretty handily. And then I'm like, okay. And I had never played Shadow Thief. Um, liked it. It was a little more complex than ones I've played before. So then I moved up. I'm like, I'll play the Paladin. It's a little more complex than Shadow Thief. And um, and I was winning. I was beating him. He had like eight health left. I was at 14. And I'm just like, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to get him on his next turn. And I was like, you know, even if and I'm like, hopefully he won't heal up. And uh, I can probably take him out on my next turn. That little sucker. Uh, rolled yeah. an ultimate and i had because i had as the paladin i had out a shield which blocks half the, the damage coming in i had all like all my little positive status effects were out and i'm just like i am beefed up i'm shielded that son of a gun rolls an ultimate which also stuns me and does 15 damage but because of the stun, I don't get to use any of my positive status effects. And he killed me with 15 damage to my 14 health. Wow. I was just sitting there. I was like, as soon as I saw him roll it, I was just like, I put my head, my head in my hands. And I was like, no, you're killing me. He killed me, won the game on an ultimate, which is hard to roll. And he did it naturally. Mm-hmm. He didn't use a card to get it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Magical strike right there. Took you out. One he shot. did. No. So he, he was pretty happy, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, I love it. And um, hold on, I got to make sure my son gets our food. Sorry. It's okay. I think he's ignoring it again. I told him to pay attention. And he well, didn't. That's the first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, so even my dogs didn't go barking. So hopefully they showed up at the right address. Yeah, my Anyways, doorbell so, did not ring. So what's that? My doorbell didn't ring. <laughs> you didn't get my here. Chinese food? No. So the next thing what I, I want to kind of go into our topic, but I, I want to keep talking Dice Thrones. So when I first started playing a year ago, um, really getting into the hobby a year ago, um, Dice Thrones is one of the first games I got. And yeah, it is. How did you wind up with that, by the way? As I, I do not even know. Number one. I don't even know. I don't remember how I got this or how it like, I don't know. I I think it just was on it as I was exploring things and maybe someone, maybe someone was talking about it. 
yeah. on a YouTube video or something. And I looked, I was like, Hey, this looks fun. And I just went and bought the whole big box. And, um, but yeah, I ended up with it and absolutely love the game, but I've always kind of shied away from the more complex characters. And I was like the other day, I was like, you know, I got all these characters. I'm buying the big box, but like my kids tend to play with the same ones. Like I haven't really tried much of these others. I really should try them. And I've shied away because they're quote, quote complex. And, um, Sorry, hold on. Rob, can you uh, distract for a minute or two? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Dice Throne is a game that Mark keeps talking about, like, all the time, as I'm sure that <laughs> you recall. I mean, he talks about it, like, almost every single uh, episode where he's played a little bit of it. And I know when we were at Gen Con, he was like staring at the booth looking up at all of the add-ons and just like mesmerized and i actually asked them when we were over there um like which ones of these do you have and i want to say that he had every single one of them so that there describes his love for dice throne and everything and actually actually no there was one thing that he was picking up over there and it was going to be the krampus um the krampus add-on piece whatever whatever it is but uh that's one thing where he talks about it so much it's i really feel like i really need to try this game um i did pick up the adventurers i, I think that's the the name let me look it up real quick dice throne adventures yeah yeah that's the a co-op Adventures. campaign yeah. for the actual game, but you still have to have the original game. Wait, to use Adventures? Yeah. Oh, you do? Wait, oh. you know what? No, I yeah, thought it was a yeah, standalone. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah you have... No, it's not a standalone. It, it requires the original game. Well, there we go, because I was just saying how you talk about this game so much. I, I feel obligated to try it, because... You know, there there must be something to it. <laughs> and I don't know if you were uh, back yet, but I was talking about how we were at Gen Con and we were standing over by the booth and they had that huge list of all of the Dice Throne components and you were like, got them all. <laughs> yep. And I got I got new ones in too just the other day for oh, yeah, yeah. Um, two of my characters that have companions. The upgradable components weren't in the original packs so these were they're like separate so i got those in and then i know santa versus krampus i've still got the cardboard and um bgg store they're gonna have the upgraded components for those i think in january they said so i'm keeping my eye out for that to get those upgrades <laughs> mm -hmm. but <clears throat> so game is awesome but you don't you don't have to buy the battle chest, Rob, for the um, dice throne adventures. Okay. You you do have to have some characters. I gotcha. And um, um, so what what is required? Because um, they do sell the 
uh, what do you call it? Um, sorry, I'm just like completely uh, brain brain dead at the moment. Did you get your food? Yeah, I'm hungry. Um, and my internet go out or something? It's not. Uh, my search is not popping up. But you can buy like a two character. You know, they sell dice thrown oh, yeah. in two characters. You can buy two characters, um, but uh, you you do have to. It's a cooperative expansion. I gotcha. So it does require season one or season two characters to play. You can also play with um, Santa versus Krampus. You can play it with the Marvel set. Um, you're going to be able to use the upcoming X-Men set as well in adventures. But um, the adventures is a, it's just, it basically takes dice thrown from a player versus player game which it's kind of designed to be 1v1, but you can play with multiple people. Like the other day we played with three, and it's just like, because they're even in the game rules, when you're doing your attack dice, after you've got your attack ready, then you state who you're targeting. Um, so you can um, play multiple people. And, um, and and you can do teams if you want. I mean, there's, there's ways to play it. <clears throat> but... This is a true cooperative expansion, allowing you to all you still play Dice Throne. You're right. still having your characters out. You pull that game out. You you pull your character out. You're still doing full Dice Throne roles and, and plays, but you're now competing against um, AI, if you will. Um, okay. You're you know in this and you're cooperatively working together to go through a quote dungeon, if you will. It's like a dungeon crawl, um, and uh, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. So. But yes, if you bought the adventures, you're going to still have to buy. <laughs> you can't play it until you get season one or two characters. So <clears throat> easy enough. I'm good at buying things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. So um, okay, so I've I've stayed to the like easier characters to play, and I'm like, all right, I I need to step it up here so the other day i i i started to play different characters so i've played different characters um three different characters this week and and i've just kind of like i'm moving up in complexity and it's like oh this is kind of nice because like the the paladin or well i was also played the monk <coughs> and it's the monk was i was like i played against these two other people on uh last saturday and I played as the monk and it was very different because I'm so used to like rolling for attack and just going on the offensive, but the monk is meant to be played differently and it's really meant to be played defensively so that you're not, there's a lot of the, like you have two defense modes that you can roll for. There's, you get a lot of what they call chi and it helps you increase your attacks and stuff like that. But you're uh you're kind of using all these different things to kind of help you so when you do go on the attack or you respond to others um you are doing massive amounts of damage but you're building up like you're you're kind of just waiting for others to attack you like it's not so like you kind of think of like a monk in real you know <clears throat> they're not aggressive they're not you know, offensive. It's okay. and it's like the character's really meant to be played that way. And and at first I was kind of like in my normal mode of always attacking. And then as I, I was looking through this 
and really kind of reading up on all the different things and looking at the card and going, kind of stepping back going, okay, wait a minute, I'm playing this wrong. And like, I'm going to switch this up. I ended up winning the game. Oh, wow. And, and it was because I played the monk the way it was meant to be played, not the way I would normally play the game. And I'm like, that was really cool. It really changed the way I played Dice Throne. So then I went to Shadow Thief and it was like very, again, it was different, completely different on how you'd play. Um, then I went to the Paladin, which is like uh, aggressive, but you have abilities to like shield you and try to protect you and and you can put these things on other people. There's like a, um, they got ability that if you take damage, you're like, whatever they do to you, they're getting half of it back. And it's just like, it's just like, oh, this is really cool. So there's some characters that I have not played with that, um, that again, are more complex that I'm now really excited to try to see how they play. And that's one of the things that's like, I wasn't even aware of this when I first played the game of like, you know, I knew there was different characters, but they all play very different. And if you play the character to, to, for its strengths, then you can really benefit. Like, like it, it's just really well designed. And I think you can, you can play anything against. So the easy character can still hold up to the more complex character, you know, but if you play the way it's intended and maybe resist that urge to attack or do something and really focus on the, the strength of that character, you you might last longer. Um, it's just really neat. And it was kind of like a, a aha moment this last Saturday of like, Oh, this, this game just went to a new level for me. And I'm like, that was really exciting. If that made sense. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you had asked me today. Um, so our, our show is year one title of the show. It's not, it's not about year one of the podcast because Rob, Rob's done this for a long time. Um, it's, he asked me to kind of reflect now that I've been playing into the hobby for a, a year. I got really kind of into this a, a year ago. And he wanted me to kind of reflect on things. So that was one of the things was like, just like from when I started and I first played Dice Throne, um, now a year later, feeling confident enough to step up and understand the complexities of the harder characters and being able to um, play them and seeing how the game, how it improves the game, how it changes. And it's like, ooh, this was exciting to really kind of just sit here and not be the aggressor, but to still ultimately win the game against two other opponents and to to play the game different than what I first originally started was like, okay, I want to just attack, 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 you know, because that's kind of how I was. And a year later, it's like the, the you know, more things are opening up. Um, I feel like I'm, I've, I'm, I'm into that middle weight. Like I'm not into the heavy games. I still struggle with those a lot, but one of the things I've noticed is some of these middleweight games and even some of the heavy games like Raiders of the North sea or power grid there's, I'm seeing mechanics in games that I'm like, okay, this reminds me of this. 
And because sure. I understand another game or love another game, like Clank, for example, um, if I see things there, I've seen games where it's like, okay, this reminds me of Clank in the way it works or the mechanic or, and it's like, so it helps me. Okay. This part makes sense. I can relate it to something that I understand. And so some of the harder games I'm finding aren't as complicated because I've had a lot of games I've played in the past year. Oh, I should have looked up to see how many I've played in the last year. I can do that after I'm done. But um, because I've been exposed to a lot of different types of games, it's really helped to understand when someone's teaching something new. It's like, okay, I understand deck yeah. building. Okay, I you get that part. You have familiarity already. Yeah, exactly. And it makes it so much easier to take on the medium to hard weight games oh yeah it's Um, almost like well how is this one different right what is what 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 are the extra rules or what are the differences between what i know and so you're picking up a lot less yeah and so one of the things i've learned too is so when i started out a year ago i was buying everything i was buying a lot rob Knows that <laughs> attest yep. to, I was on a buying spree. We all been there. <clears throat> Rob said, this is great. I'll buy it. Oh, this rate's high on BGG. I'll buy it. I, you know, it's just, I was buying based on the, the new hotness type of thing and building up a collection and being excited by that. Even if stuff, I still have stuff on my shelf that I bought a year ago and haven't played a year later. I'm now trying to, I'm now sitting here and going, what haven't I played? And really trying to make sure I bring new things out because if I don't like it, I'm going to get rid of it. Um, I have, you know, it's changed now when I'm looking to buy something, it's, I'm not just going to buy it. Like I don't have to buy Sagani because I know someone who has it. In fact, one of my friends said the other day, that's the benefit of a gaming group is you don't have to buy all the games because everyone else has them and you just play them with them. That's crazy. You got to buy everything, (laughs) but a game like, um, Sagani, I really enjoyed. And I know my family would be, would enjoy it. And I would play it at home. That's one. It's like, okay, this one is one I want a game like camel up. Um, no, I, I enjoyed it, but I, it's not, I got a lot of other stuff I would probably want to play before that. So I've learned to kind of, okay, I don't need to buy everything. And now I need to be a little bit more selective because I got way too much. Um, and so I, I, those have been valuable, expensive, valuable lessons over the last year. Um, so I kind of regret buying so much stuff at the start. Um, but I guess I don't regret it. I guess I wish I hadn't bought so much, but then again, I've been exposed and I have kind of, I have bought things like planet unknown. Um, it, it looked at, at the outset, like, wow, this looks pretty heavy, but there was something about it that I wanted it. And I played it and it is now like my favorite game. It's up there with dice throne. It's absolutely, you know, if I I would play that any day, any night, any time. Same with Dyson. Someone wants to play it, I'm I'm in. Um, and it's I absolutely love that game. And it's something I would have, you know, a year ago been like, uh, no way that I you know can't we play Uno? You know, <clears throat> so 
it's been exciting year because I've come a long way in what I'm playing, what I'm enjoying. I've gone from, I won't say I've gone from learning to teaching because even when I'm, I, I am teaching games because I have so many that I bring stuff to game nights and now I have to be like, learn it to the ability that I have so I can teach it. Right. I'm still learning because I got a lot of new stuff. Like I've played quest for Eldorado. I played it at Gen Con for the first time and then I hadn't played it again. I bought it there. We, my daughter and I liked it. We bought it, hadn't played it since. And I know that someone in my game groups already had mentioned, Hey, let's, and I actually wrote a list of stuff and I was focusing on things that I hadn't played. And I said, here's some things you guys are interested in. And that was one that someone wanted to play. So I had to refresh myself. Turns out the game, was very easy <laughs> and it was interesting because what in august which was only October, three months ago maybe four four months ago we're almost the beginning of december that was the very beginning of august so four months ago i was like this game seemed a little complicated when i played it the other day i'm like this is so freaking easy <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> yeah. i almost i was almost embarrassed i was like Okay, I probably shouldn't have brought this game to the group. <clears throat> it really was too easy for my group. Um, and it was interesting to think like, wow, just four months ago, I thought this was because my daughter sat down and I, my daughter and I sat down and, you know, we we grabbed it out. We did the game library at, at um, Gen Con and that was one we pulled out. And it's like we sat there and we're reading the rules and trying to learn the game for the first time. And you know, and that's, and that was it. So the second time I was like, okay, I had to read a, you know, re back, reread through the rules. Cause I hadn't played it again in four months, but I was like, once we sat down and started playing, I was like, wow, this really is not that complicated at all. So in four months time, I've gone from something to like, okay, this seems a little, little rough to, wow, this was a little too light for my group, but they enjoyed it and they were glad to play it. Cause it was something that they had wanted to try. Um, so I, I do teach games a lot and that's like I, a year ago, I'd have been like, I can't teach anything. Um, I do rely on YouTube a lot. Sure. If, 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 in fact, I, I will watch YouTube videos over and over and over to learn a game. Um, what's his name? Rodney Smith, I think. Yeah. Watch um, it played. Watch it played. Yeah. I, I love watching his videos. Um, I also watch um, BGG has another, there's a group of them where they're always learning a new game and they actually teach it and then play it, which where Rodney just teaches, kind of goes over the rules and explains it, doesn't actually play it. Um, this other one, they'll talk about the rules, explain it, and then they'll play it. So you it's get to game. actually watch the gameplay as well. Huh? Game Night with Lincoln. Game Night. Mickey yeah. And yeah, the that one kind of interchange Mark and a couple others. Yeah. So I watch them. And um, I, I spend a lot of time on YouTube watching people teach how to play games or watching reviews. And so very helpful. Um, and I, I've started to do that for games that um, maybe I'm interested in. Try to find a review or someone talk about it to see if it's like, is this really, is it similar to something I already have? And that's something I've learned 
a lot of games that I have are very similar to each other. Sure. And I really, if like, so, oh, let's see what I'm, I'm trying to think of what I might have. Well, I guess I could say Clank, for example. And that's still, okay, well, there's another way. So here's another way of saying, I like Clank. I bought every Clank that there is. Well, maybe I didn't need to do that. I've yet to play Clank in space. I've played Clank, the original, and Clank Catacombs, and I absolutely love Catacombs. I think that's the best because it's like the map is always changing. I probably won't even go to the space one. Um, and, uh, it's just like, I don't necessarily think I need to own every version of a game that I like now. So that, that's something that I have learned. Um, I don't need every ticket to ride. I, I, there's a couple, I, but I really don't need to have every single one anymore. It's like, cause some, I don't like, there's some, right. I do not like at all. Um, and they just, the rules might change a little bit, but does it really necessitate spending another 60 to $100 for a game that really is very similar to something you already have? Kind of like we talked last week about the expansions. Do they really, when you play it, if you're playing with new people or teaching it, you probably aren't using the expansions anyways. And do they really offer much? A lot of times it seems like people play the core games. Um so those are some things I've learned. I don't necessarily have to own every version of the game. Um, if I like the original, I'm going to probably want to play the original many times. Right, right. Um, so as I mentioned, like how Quest for El Dorado four months later seemed a little easy. Uh, I got to play Everdell earlier in this year. Um, it was taught to me. Yeah, yeah, I remember and I remember I had bought the game because it was like, oh, here's a very popular game. It's supposed to be great. It sat on my shelf forever. Um, I've had the game for close to a year. I actually broke it out this last week, and I had to relearn this. And the thing is, yeah. is this went on my list to sell because when I played it earlier in the year, I was like, I liked it, but it seemed overly complicated i was really confused i was lost and then i had some people in my game group want to play it i tried to bring it to the table once before and i'm like i was redoing the rules i'm like i don't get this i just i i can't teach this well then i had it again i so i put it on my list i'm like i'm just gonna sell this game and then someone from my group said hey could you can you bring this i'd like to play it and if i like it maybe i'll maybe i'll buy it from you so I had forced myself to to learn the rules again, and we sat down and played. And gosh darn it, if I didn't, it wasn't as hard as I thought. It actually was a lot easier once we started playing. I was like, oh, okay. Because again, having been exposed to so many things this year, this wasn't as hard now as it was the first time. Um, the things made more sense. Now, like the, the where I really struggled was trying to uh, the interactions of the cards and how you played cards out and how they could, you know, there's there's some really, I think, unique 
rules and mechanics of how the cards interact with each other and then also on scoring and it was very confusing to begin with now it's like by the time we finished this game i was like thinking to myself crap i want to keep this <laughs> <laughs> i really enjoyed the game yeah <clears throat> and i equate that to just the experiences over the last year and things like just growth. making more sense yeah absolutely yeah yeah growing in the hobby and things making more sense and not seeming so complicated um so yeah and it's like okay this is a game i can bring to my game nights the problem is it's a four-player game which is another reason a lot of my games don't get off the shelf because we had like 12 people 12 or 14 people the other night and it's like so you, we're always trying to bring games that can at least play six or more um, and just breaking up into like two groups because we average between, I think, eight to ten people probably on average on our Wednesday nights. So it, it's hard to bring four player games. Um, but we have a lot of, you know, so many games are four and five players and you just don't get to play them. We're just, I'm just going to like, yeah. I'm just going to start bringing them. You know, we, we got tables we can break up and. People can find little groups. So um, that's what we did with Everdell. It's like, we got four people. We're going to play this. And everyone else found stuff to play. You know, they they had, I think we had, I know of at least three tables going of different games. So, um, and everyone had fun. Um, so my opinion on Everdell changed a lot in the last year. Um, Very cool. Last two things I can think of, and then I'll throw it out to you for questions that you might have for me. Sure. Um, I've really enjoyed using BG stats to track my gaming. Um, I think the app was free. It's on Android and iOS. Um, it's not on Windows. I actually like you can go to their website on 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 a Google, like your browser on a, on a PC, but you can't see your stuff. It's only in the app. And I actually emailed him the other day and I was just like, have you ever thought about putting this in the computer? I said, cause it'd be nice to look at it on the big screen and I'm always in this app, but it'd be nice to see it. And they said they're considering it. Um, so maybe someday it'll be available just if on your browser on a PC to log in and track your stuff and see your stuff. But um, it's really nice. I, I don't use all the stuff, but I did set like challenges to like try to play so many games a month and I track my plays and who I've played with. And I'll, I started at first I didn't, but I eventually started keeping track of my scores because, you know, when I'm playing a game where you're scoring points, um, you can see like when you the next time you play, if you get a score, it will let you know if it's your highest score ever. Or it, it tracks like the last time you played with this particular group, this, these were your scores and just kind of neat to see, did we do better? Have we done worse and stuff like that? But mainly it's just really fun. I love the end of every month going and looking. And of course, Rob's like, I know, cause Mark sends me the stats every month. Here's what I played, Rob. Yeah, I think it's cool. So, so I think for anyone starting out new, I, encourage you to do that too because it's fun to see what you played how you did um who you played with and it's just it's it kind of uh it's almost like a mini game for me like okay i gotta play something new i gotta get some new things on my monthly stat <laughs> yeah 
if I can send to Rob and say, look, I played something different. So um, <clears throat> the last thing is Kickstarter. So I, oh, I kind of mentioned about hot Kickstarter. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. About Kickstarter regrets. So this hot potatoes I got in when I got into Kickstarter, when I first joined or got into the hobby, I was like, what's this Kickstarter about? And I kickstarted quite a few things, but they were cheaper stuff, you know, 30, 30. I think I probably didn't spend more than $35 on a game because it's like, there's no guarantees and I'm not going to get this for a year or more. And fast forward to what just last month when I spent about $450 on the last Kickstarter I did for Dice Throne. Um, Yeah. So uh, that's changed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm willing to throw money at it and not worry about it anymore. Yeah. But um, I've now become a lot more selective and there's things that I look back that are pending. It's like, I wish I could get out of this. I wish I hadn't put my money into that. Um, and there's some things I think that I'm probably not going to like that are coming or may come. Um and again, it was kind of like that a whole initial like, ooh, I want this. I want this. It was, let me get into this Kickstarter thing and let me back these. And now it's just like, I, I you know, I get all these Kickstarter. You know, every day there's like stuff coming. Here's new hot stuff. No, I don't even want to look at it. Yeah. I don't, don't want to back anything anymore. Um, yeah. And, because, and, the thing, <laughs> and the thing is, you get it from Kickstarter and then you get it from GameFound and then the pledge managers. and. It's yeah, it's like fill out your survey. Well, you sent me an email to fill out my survey, but I don't remember filling it out. So where's the link to get it? Because the link's not in that email. Yeah. So then it's like I go and I find out. Eventually, I find the survey link. It's like, oh, I already filled this out. And when you're, yeah, it's just, it's just like, and you, you quote get all this stuff. Well, no, you're not. You're not really getting anything. And it turns out you're probably going to pay more money anyways because, well, you are. You are paying a lot more money because the shipping that you're going to pay, you don't have to pay shipping if you buy it in the store. Uh, shipping is expensive on these Kickstarters. Oh, yeah. Um, you're not getting deals. And, and you know what's really annoying? This kind of really irritates me is when you kickstart something and then six months later, you get the email, pay your $14 in shipping. Yeah. It's like, I really hate going through that stuff and paying the 14 bucks. I would rather almost be charged a flat 15, <laughs> pay the extra buck just, just, up front. Yeah. Just and then just have front. to show up. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've learned again expensively. Don't have to have everything. <laughs> yeah. I've learned that all these quote extras, Kickstarter exclusives, the freebies really aren't free. They're really not exclusive and um, they're really not worth it. And you a lot bring of these up a good point there. Yeah. And a lot of these things are big game companies that I think are abusing the Kickstarter or the crowdfunding system. So I really don't like to support that either. So, um, but had I, so I kickstarted this real expensive dice throne. Uh, 
And that one I don't mind because that's a game I want everything. And I think that's a kind of a, so I think that's a great use of a crowdfunding site is if there's something like Dice Throne or a game that you love and they're bringing out expansions and you just want them and you want everything you can get, then it's a great way to go pay the price. You're not going to regret it because you want it. But to go in and like at the beginning where I was just backing a whole bunch of stuff, um, I could have waited. I could have like abduction. Um, it was actually cheaper. It was the same price in the store for to get the exact same thing that the I looked the Kickstarter up. I was like, I'm curious. Okay, what'd you get? Okay, this came with everything I just got from the store. I paid the exact same price. I didn't have to pay shipping. So I got it cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So what what was the point there of doing a Kickstarter? You know, it's just <clears throat> Yeah. So um yeah, I, I I don't need to do that anymore. Um I've got a bunch of stuff outstanding, but I I kind I'm not going to say I bought my I backed my last thing cuz I'm sure I haven't. But it's going to it's going to have to be something pretty special I think at this point for me to really jump in. Um, things like Everdell, I like, okay, I really like this game. Well, I know they've got a bunch of expansions. I have no desire to buy them. I have no plans to get them. I'm not going to, I got wingspan. I bought everything for wingspan because I love wingspan. I have yet to play any of the three expansions. I think that I've bought, I haven't even opened them, but I love the game and I've bought all these upgraded components for the original game. And every time I play, it's just the core game and I'm happy with it. Like, I don't know why I bought all these expansions. So I've learned a lot in the last year and it's been fun. And I'm really looking forward to year two to see a, I think I'll save some money. <laughs> I, I, I don't expect to buy as much. Um, sans Gen Con. I'll have to see if I do think this next year at Gen Con, I think I might hopefully be able to contain myself a little better than this last year. We'll see. I'm not going to plan. I, I, I'm expecting I'll need two suitcases this time instead of one. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a year of fun in games, uh, a, a year of learning. Uh, I've, I've expanded and met so many new friends that, and like I said, I, I went from not gaming to going out three nights a week in gaming with different groups. Yeah. Um and so it's just been a lot of fun. Oh heck yeah! And you know, is uh, you know, I, both of us. I mean, we we've played a lot of video games over the years, and I personally, I did a lot more solo gaming, and you did a lot more like online, right, and in parties and stuff. You know, where you would like chit chat to people. And board gaming is kind of like that, but to the next level because you're actually in front of the people. And you're interacting. And I mean, I don't know how how you are in your groups, but, you know, it's like you're playing a game, you talk about the game, then you start chit-chatting, you know, with the people that you know, right? It's like you're talking about games, you're talking about, you know, family, you know, what you're doing, places that you go to. And it's like a different kind of like social experience over video gaming that they almost like don't get but the one thing that i'm really curious on and 
I mean, I, I know we talked about this. I don't remember if we talked about it on the show or not. You, you might have mentioned it, but I remember like when we first started talking about like, hey, you know, how do you find a game group? And, you know, I mentioned like Meetup and, you know, the board game stores and stuff like that. And you were venturing out. You were going to, you know, hook up with a game group. And I remember, you know, you had a little bit of trepidation there. You know, you were a little worried about, you know, going out and, you know, meeting the groups and the people and stuff like that. And like, how do you feel about like the change in you? Cause I think there's been like a huge change, especially in that respect. Oh yeah. You know I'm what I'm very... talking about, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'm naturally like, you would probably not agree with this, but because you know me and you've known me for so long, but when I'm around people that I don't know, I'm very quiet. I am very quiet. And I just kind of stick to myself, kind of like what you might call someone like a woodwork person. They just blend into the woodwork in the background and they don't stand out until I'm comfortable and I'm in a group and I know people. Then, then I start to, you know, my personality will come out by uh, laughing, having fun, joking around, being loud and obnoxious, you know, that that'll come out. And when I first went to the very first group, I had to basically force myself to do it multiple times. Um, I was very scared, very nervous, didn't want to do it. Um, And I think a lot of people too, because of COVID and being shut in for so long, have also kind of run across that. And I've always been a kind of person, like I don't plan things, but if someone says, Hey Mark, we're going to go do this. I'll be like, okay. Um, I used to do that. And when I was in the military, uh, a friend of mine would, he'd be like, when I was stationed in Germany, he would be like, he'd, he'd say, Hey, we're going to go here on, on the weekend. We're going to go to this town. We're going to go to Paris. We're going to go to Amsterdam. We're going to go to Venice, whatever. I'd be like, okay. You know? And he just, he was a planner. He was one to like grab the pamphlet and here's when we leave and here's what we're going to see and here's what we're going to do. And here's when we get back. And I'd be like, okay, I would never go do that. You know? And had I not ever met him, I would have probably seen very little of Europe. Um, Yeah. And like with this board gaming thing, it was like, so the day I decided to go down to this, this local store and I was like, all right, another playing X-Wing. I've got X-Wing. I would like to learn it. I'll just go and kind of watch these people play and try to pick it up. And that's all I wanted to do. And a million times that day, I was making up excuses not to go. And I was like, nope, nope, we're going to go do this. Driving there. No, run, leave. Like the whole fight or flight instinct kicked in. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go do this. And I went in there and I was like, inside, man, I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. And in my brain is just screaming, run. And it's just like, it's so stupid. I'm like, why? You know, and some people might be going, why, why, what's wrong with you? It's a good question. There's something wrong with me, but that's, that's what was going on inside my head. And the people were like, oh, welcome. And, you know, you're going to play. And I was like, well, I I don't know how, and I'm, I, you know, I'm just going to watch. And they're like, well, you can play. We'll teach you. And I was like, no, it's okay. And I kept saying, no, I'm just going to watch. And 
And finally, I got to the point where like, oh, my gosh, OK, if one more person asks me to play, I'll just do it. Well, then the lady that owns the store is like, aren't you going to play? I was like, OK, fine. Um, and I, so I sat down, but I was just like and and finally, that's, you know, they taught me how to play and I got to play and I started going back every week. And um, I actually don't um, go and play that anymore. It's just. I don't really enjoy it. I, for some reason I can, that game just does not click with me. Um, but I went into that store on black Friday, um, and I hadn't been in there in months and the lady was there and she knows me by name. Hey Mark, how you doing? Good to see you. And there was another guy in there who is big in X-Wing. He was in, he's like, Hey Mark, it's good to see you again. You know? And I was just like, man, I should come back and play again with these guys just once in a while, just for the heck of it. But it was just like the feeling of people care about you. People are happy to see you. Um, you know, it, it was nice. It's like, I would not have that. I would not, you know, walk in there just to buy a game. And there's two people who were just so happy to yeah. see me and miss playing with me. And I was just like, man, I, you know, um, but my tastes have changed. I, I just, it was fun, but I really like playing like regular board games. Mm -hmm and different things instead of the same thing all the time. Right. <clears throat> so kind of like the Gloomhaven, we're discussing that. We had a discussion about that the other night. Like, are we going to continue this? And so, um, but I like playing different stuff and having a variety and playing X-Wing every Thursday just kind of was like, and even though they did a, a variety of stuff, they did like one, one week, it was a campaign co-op type of stuff. Uh, they would do, um, team stuff they would do all i i don't remember what they called it but you know free for all type of stuff and there so they they did mix it up and there was different things but it was just like i kind of like going and playing these different board games i i think i'm more of a board game person than necessarily a miniature person um even though i think the star wars x-wing stuff is pretty cool um but that that experience forcing myself to do that has really helped me to move and do to I'm running a group now. Like, I, well, I'm not running a group. Um, I started, but I did start my own. That led me to go, okay, I want to play board games. I want to meet people that play board games and not just like X-Wing. So I used that meetup and I paid to create my own group and people around the area were joining. And, and then after that, I found that even though I had searched previously, I guess I didn't search the correct search term, but there was another group already doing this. And so it's like, I found that out and I was like, okay, well, we're going to meet at the same place. And they were, they were meeting at the same place I was going to meet anyways. And it's like, okay, I'm going to, my group's going to join at the same time their group joins. And eventually we just became one group and I canceled mine and kind of told everyone, Hey, go join this group instead. And then the person that was scheduling all the meetups left, moved across the country. And I took that over. And so now I don't own the group. I don't run the group. The person that does is like never plays, never shows up. But I'm the one that schedules and I'm like an admin now on the meetup and in the discord. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. And it's like, wow, I can't believe a year later I'm organizing meetups and helping people and teaching people. It's just like, wow, what a change. And where would I be at a year ago? 
I turned around and decided not to go because I would not be in these game groups like right now. I would not have been able to. I would have missed out on this year of great experiences and now new friends that I have. And, and hundreds of hours easily. Oh, yeah. Of experiences. Yep. <laughs> Which is crazy. Probably. To think about probably close to a hundred just on Gloomhaven. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Hopefully. Oh yeah. No, oh. they're very interesting. No, it's uh, it's um, it, it's interesting to me. Like like this whole I'll call it journey that you've been going through, and it's. It's something that we've all gone through to some degree, and it's it's just so fascinating to me that we all kind of go through the same stuff from the whole acquisition disorder, and it's like, I want all the games all the time, <laughs> every one of them, and then you're like, man, I do I really need another party game? And it just, then your tastes change and then you really start to figure out because the acquisition disorder, I mean, well, (laughs) to some degree, it still stays years later, but uh, it's not as bad as it is when it first starts because at first you're just loving the experience so much. And it's like, you know, I love playing this game. What else is there? You know, what else is there like this? And you're just so eager to try new things but at the same time like you said it's so overwhelming to like learn all the rules and then somebody explains the rules to you and you're like i don't remember a word that you said and and then things just start becoming much more easier and you know struggling with teaching games and then even that gets easier and uh Next thing you know, you're on a podcast <laughs> talking about board games. <laughs> That's <Right>? funny. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you jumped the gun on that one. That's okay. But no, I'm. I'm uh, actually, I I have one last question because I, I know you you got a role here pretty soon. So, um, um, so. You know, we we've done the Xbox podcast for for many 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 years, and I got into the board game hobby like 2010, I think it was was, I think 2010 ish was when like, I was in it enough where I'm going to Gen Con, I believe, maybe 2011, okay, somewhere around there. So, and I know I've mentioned it, um. I know I've mentioned it, uh, you know, while we were on the show, like, hey, you know, I was doing this because you knew I played the board games. But back then, I'm just curious, like, did you even have any understanding of the hobby back then? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. I didn't even realize the extent that you were involved. Okay. I mean, I knew you were doing like, like you had started your podcast and this one you were doing like <laughs> yeah. gamer. Yeah. This one. <laughs> yeah. And we're doing like video game reviews. And like you would, I remember for a while you were doing like YouTube videos of like 
unboxings and different things. And it was really cool to watch, but I, it's like, I don't think anyone understands until there, till you are in it. Like my kids and my mother, they're all like, how many games do you need? You know, why do you keep buying all these games? You're just wasting money. It's like, it is, it is like, you don't, you don't get it, you know? And I'm sitting here going, okay, well I can, I could say you're wasting money by here's, here's your hobbies. Right. You know, like, um, but until you're in it, it's just like any other hobby. Sure. You really dive into it. Hobbies just take money, period. Oh yeah. You know, look at, look at someone who's like, my mother likes to quilt. Well, my gosh, she's got so much quilting material and machines and programs. And it's like, you probably got more money invested in that than I do in board games. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Yet I'm playing three times a week. When was the last time you made a quilt? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, no, I don't need another quilt. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me another one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, any hobby that, you know, there's people that like, I got a friend who's into race cars, builds race cars and races. And, you know, they spend a lot of time and money and, you know, dedication to that hobby. It's what they, what they enjoy. So, um, even, even people I game with kind of, you know, they'll, they'll laugh. It's like, Oh wait, we, the other day, this lady was like, Oh, hold on. Forgot. Mark keeps scores. Everyone remember what your score was. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I track, what'd you get? What'd you get? Yeah. You know? So even <laughs> I do things that other gamers don't do, but <clears throat> you know, we, we, we all have our different things. Uh, um, one of the guys the other day said he's keeping his game collection down to what he can fit in a bag in, in his, what he carries. Wait, what? His, his, so he was the one that told me he, don't, you don't have to buy all the games because if you're in a gaming group, you'll get to play other people's games. Yeah. No. So I, I never agreed with that, <laughs> but well, if that's where you game, he's a single guy. Doesn't have a family yet. So, um, you know, if, if, if you're young and single and, you know, may not have the space for like what you and I have, um, <clears throat> and, and if you're, especially like a lot of these guys are in the military and they're moving around, yeah. you can't, can't lug this stuff around. Yeah. So you, you carry or keep maybe five to 10 games and that's it. You stick to that. And if you want to play something new, you find someone who has it and you play theirs, you know, um, he saves a lot of money and he still gets to play all these, you know, and he, I always know what he's bringing because he always has the same stuff. He brings them every week and we play his stuff sometimes, you know, sure. He's got some good games. So, um, he's the one that introduced me to bang the bullet. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I freaking love that, but I've never played my own version. We always are playing his. I never take it with me. <laughs> it's, it's, nice. like, it's a good point. I didn't need to buy it. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. No, that so every, everyone approaches it different and I don't think yeah. there's a right or wrong. It's just, uh, and I'm trying to find where, what is my hobby? Like, and that's like, I went overboard and now it's like, okay, I'm learning, figuring things out, going to stop slowing down on the spending and um, the kickstarting and 
do a little more research on a game before I buy it to make sure it doesn't match something or is very similar to something I already have, you know, things like that. It's just what we learn as we go. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, I, I think you just get to be more discriminating about what you invest in because you learn, you learn from the mistakes of your past to some degree right of like well like like for example for me uh i won't buy any party games anymore yeah just because i've got a bunch and we never play them and there's there's no point and at the same time if a game is 3 plus i won't buy that either just because the majority of my gaming is oftentimes two player um, if not three, so I don't want to be stuck with a game that I can't play just because two player gaming is the easiest for me to do. And, you know, you just start looking at like, well, you know, what does this new Kickstarter game have? Well, okay. It's, you know, two plus, they have a solo variant, which may or may not be good. And then, you know, it's got you know, a party-ish type mode and area control. And I really don't like area control. I got a couple that are okay. So no, I'm going to pass. Or auctions and (laughs) area control. These these are two of my lesser favorite um, uh, mechanics. And it's sort of like, you know, you start judging stuff. and But at the same time, you know, Stefan Feld game, boom. <laughs> I don't care what it is. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so you probably would not be a it's fan by. of Power Grid. No, I I like Freedom on Freeze. Uh, that's an auction and area control game. Yeah, that's there's exceptions to everything. <laughs> so the, the designer plays a big part of that too, huh? Yeah. You know, like, it, like for example... Um, there's a game that people, I mean, there's a designer that people love, 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 love. And that's um, Martin Wallace. And I'll play his games, but I generally won't buy them just because they're too dry. They're too dry for me. And I appreciate them. I'll, I'll play them with with people. But it's just like, I I don't need to get it. And the same thing with Reiner Knizia. That's the guy that did uh, Eldorado. And uh, like a lot of his games tend to be a little on the dry side. So it's like, I often think twice about getting his games. Not that they're bad or anything. It's just, I don't necessarily need them in my collection. Like some of the other designers that are Instabuys, Instabex or or whatever. No, but uh, that's, that's quite the journey. And um. It's it's good to have you on board, <laughs> both on the podcast and uh, I love that this is another thing that we're sharing, you know, uh, a common a common hobby. Yeah, I just so, wish we didn't live halfway across the country from each other. Now I know, right? So you wish gotta, we were back in the same town, like back in the old day. I know. <laughs> so you got to move. When the last oh, no, one's uh-uh. off to college, come on over. No. <laughs> 
No, I'm never. I'm never moving that direction again. <laughs> You're like I've lived in the, I've lived I, in Chicago twice. Yeah. Thought I would never be back the first time. I'm definitely not going back now. Yeah. And my I, my I oldest, change. who's my oldest, that's funny. He messaged me today, and he <clears throat> he always said he was going to go back to Arizona as we we moved here from Arizona and he. And uh, up in so we're in the Seattle area, and he he messaged me the other day. He's out in D.C. now for college, and he's just like, I can't believe how much I miss Washington State. He's like, it's too hot there, or it's too cold there, it's too humid there. He's he's happy. He's looking forward to being done with school there and coming back here to live. Oh wow! Yes, yes. He understands. (laughs) So. I just, you have to move, Rob. You've lived in Chicago your whole life. It's time for you to branch out. <laughs> yeah. So I have a guest room. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll put your name on the door. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot easier Reserve to record. Rob. It'll be a lot easier to record. We don't have to use this <laughs> stupid platform that we use. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We'll just we'll just take my office. We'll just turn this into the game room. We'll put a fancy game table in here, and yeah, put our collections in here. There you go. We'll be yeah. like the brothers Murph. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, all right, so, alrighty. So, uh, yeah, I, I know you got a jet. So uh, let's call this one a great show. A lot of great discussion. I loved hearing about. Uh, your your journey, your update, and and your thoughts on how everything happened over the past year and stuff. And very cool. And we should do this again at the end of next year. See how things change. I'm sure it's not going to be as dramatic, but I'm sure there's going to be some changes. No, I think uh, next episode we should do. Uh, so you said you started like year thirteen and <clears throat> do your journey. Okay. Oh, absolutely. That'd be fun. I think because I, I like I I know you you came up with this idea, but I feel like I dominated the show. No, I, I'd like to hear like from you, like what you've had a, so much time in the hobby, and I'd love to hear about different cons that you've gone to and different experiences, and just you know what you have learned. Uh, <clears throat> and um, you know, it was kind of interesting to hear about Dominion earlier it's an older game and i see that on the shelf every time i go to my store it's like they got a whole bunch of them and it's a classic crap ton of dominion and i'm just like so it was neat that to hear someone talk about an older game and that -hmm. you enjoy it so yeah and and one thing i'd like to talk about i mean now probably do it in in the beginning of the year is um i thought it'd be fun to talk about series of games so i just picked up the latest in the shoddy torby uh series of games in the universe uh it started off with uh let me see how many are there i got their little flyer here it started off with onirim then sylvian castellian nadian arian stellarian and siberian and uh there's erbian which looks really kind of funky on this i don't know why because it's black and white but uh, i know that is definitely a game and then ultimian which i don't have did i miss that one or maybe it's coming soon i have to now i'm curious i gotta check it out but it's two four six eight nine games 
And I thought it'd be cool to do like, uh, like one or two of these, like, uh, just do like a little mini review and discussion about them. Um, and just go through the whole series. I thought that'd be kind of cool. So we'll do that uh, maybe in January. Cool. Because I think we got what? One more? No. No, we probably got two more shows <clears throat> this year. Yeah, so like next 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 time we should do your 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 career, <laughs> your hobby, your life yeah. and the and then um yeah, the next one we should do that like you right mentioned. Right after about Christmas. Our, yeah. Our picks of the our favorite games of the year. Yeah. Geo T Y twenty four. Twenty three, not twenty four. Twenty three. So awesome. Sounds like a right. plan. Sounds cool. All right, bud. Uh, I'm uh, Rob, one of your fine hosts here, and I'm wrong intro. <laughs> I should be doing the outro, not the intro. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all in two weeks. And I'm Mark. We'll see you at the table.